This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. What's up? What's up? What's up, family? If you hear the annoying noise in the background, yes, we still have fucking cicadas and they are every goddamn place. Oh my God, it's disgusting. I hate them so much. They were here 17 years ago. So your boy was, what, 17, 18, going on 18 years old? And I don't remember him like I remember him now. Like, I'm so disgusted by him. And, you know, I guess maybe when I'm a 17, 18-year-old go-hard, I could have been fucking eating them. Who knows? Who knows what the fuck I was doing? But I can tell you one thing right now. I don't like them. And they're disgusting. And they're all over the fucking place. And my parents have the, have them too, so I know I grew up with. I just oh, they're fucking disgusting. Wherever you're listening at right now, and you do not have cicadas, you're fucking lucky. If they, I love Cincinnati so much, love the city. I'm gonna die here. I was born here. Love it. But if these things were year round, like every summer we got hit with the cicadas, I'd move. I'd fucking move in a heartbeat. See ya. That's how much I fucking hate him. But welcome. We got a lot to recap. There was, there was some stuff. There's some stuff. Some fucking stuff we got to recap. Uh, we'll go UFC. We'll end the show on that. Then we'll preview this week's UFC. Got to pick them with the boys this week. Should be fun. Pay-per-view. My boy Izzy's fighting. We'll go over that at the end of the show. Then we'll recap uh, UFC this weekend, which, you know, is what it is. Uh, got some thoughts. And then, obviously, we'll do the Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather fiasco, Ocho Cinco fought as well. Chad Johnson, excuse me. But uh, first things first, little, <laughs> uh, your boy took a fall today. I took a fall pretty bad. So my lower back has been a little tight, a little tight. Wife's been working on it. Never been to a chiropractor. Need to go. Go and make a delivery today. And it was at a surgery center and it was out kind of east of Cincinnati. And uh, they had mask signs all over the door. The mask mandate in Ohio and, you know, dropped on June 2nd. And I'm like, oh, and I'm trying to look to see if the lady's wearing a mask or not. And then I just, you know, it was pouring down raining. It was disgusting. And there was just like black water on the white tile right when you walk in. I just didn't even pay attention to it. And I slipped, boom, top of the butt, tailbone hits. It was almost literally, I hit so quick and I popped up so fast. Hit quick, but and I'm up. And the lady's like, oh, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm cool. You know, everything's fine. She's like, oh, our guy's getting the signs or whatever. And so, uh, you know, I make the uh, delivery and I leave. And then all of a sudden, like, I get to the get to the get my car, my van or whatever. And I'm like, okay, my lower back is starting to tighten up a little bit. <laughs> that, was, that was not fun. And then I get in the van and I got about, like, 15 minutes to my next stop. And the sitting position was really putting up, putting a, putting a hurting for certain on the old, the old uh, lower back. But took a nap when I came home. Um, Going to take a shower, a hot shower, maybe some icy hot. Get the wife to rub it. But man, I hate falling. Right, and I felt really awkward. I tried to catch myself, and it was just like butt, tailbone, and it just put pressure on my fucking uh, my lower back, and just whew, that would uh, it hurts. I mean, I fell trying to trim these branches like two years ago in the backyard like i fell off my ladder i fell off the fence like I, it was a fucking i would pay top dollar if anyone had video footage of that because i fell all over the place and didn't hurt, get hurt at all i mean this is two years ago i was 33 you mean to tell me i'm almost 35 and i fall like this and I, i'm gonna hurt myself but i don't think i'm seriously hurt i think i'm okay uh just a little little embarrassed boys you know you know me a little embarrassed. Uh, and then let's get to let's get to what everyone talked about yesterday. Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I paid for it. I'm getting a refund because Showtime's app is complete shit. I was gonna stream it. I go, Brian, stream it. But then I'm like, you know what? I I don't like streaming things because they always cut out, right? You know, I was like, well, it's fifty bucks. I'm right, might as well pay for it. I want to watch Chad fight. I don't want all these cutouts. And I order it via the Showtime app, and what do you know? It fucking cuts out all night, all fucking night cuts out. And I uh, got to watch Chad fight. Uh, a lot of people with, and I, I'm going to sound like such a pretentious fucking asshole, so bear with me. A lot of people with, you know, according to Facebook, maybe some guys at work, yada, yada. A lot of people with an untrained eye were really impressed with Chad Johnson. Now, listen, I'm impressed with him, too. He was 43 years old. 
He had the balls to do it. He fought a real fighter, even though that real fighter was a walking punchy bag. He fought a real guy, a guy who's three and four in MMA, zero and three in bare knuckle, zero and one as a boxer. The guy's the guy Brian Maxwell's been through it all. Chad looked incredibly fast that first round. His his punches were incredibly fast. No doubt in my mind, if he started boxing early twenties and really committed, that he would be pretty good. I don't know if he'd be world champion, but he's pretty good. But he does not like getting hit. He does not like. He can't counter. He had no body work. His feet work. His footwork was atrocious when Maxwell threw. Like, he just crashed into him. And then he got dropped. So, like, you know, Chad, I think, won probably two rounds, maybe three. I wasn't really scoring it. And it's an exhibition, so there was no official winner. Chad definitely won the majority of the rounds, I would say. But all that people are going to remember is that he got dropped. And he got dropped bad, right? He went in, hands down, feet kind of, like, crossed, got put one on the chin and went down. You know, if, if he was in proper position and maybe his hand, obviously his hands up, punch went landed, but let's say his feet were in where they were supposed to be. I don't know if that puts him down. He got put down because of where his feet was out. It was a clean punch. But, uh, you know, I love my Chad Bengals. You know, he's a Hall of Famer to me and a uh, good guy. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, so that what, what hurt a little bit. And then Jared Hurd fought uh, against Aris. Christian's favorite new fighter, great fight, best fight of the car. Jared Hurd is a prospect that <clears throat> really has only lost once to Julian Williams, and this was an ugly loss. Aries is <clears throat> was a layup for him. Smaller guy had like not, he was like nineteen and two or something. Already had two losses, which in boxing is pretty much a death sentence when you're this young. And he and he went out there and he took it to Hurd. It was a great fight. Body Jack fought some fucking idiot. <laughs> that was a joke. Body Jack like knocked the guy out, and uh, then we had Floyd uh, Logan thoughts on this are so you guys know that i don't hate the paul brothers like most of the mma boxing community they're creating their own lanes they're they're making their money i mean logan uh i almost said logan mayweather logan made what 30 40 million 20 to 30, 40 whatever it is I, I saw i saw a few different numbers that's a lot of fucking money right and anybody that is just a youtuber anybody that doesn't train couldn't have looked that good in there with Floyd, regardless of the size, right? There's a guy I work with who's about the size of Logan, right? And you give that guy two months to train Floyd's putting him out in the first round without a doubt. So you got to give a little bit of credit to Logan. Now, with that being said, there's a lot of conspiracies online that Floyd knocked him out and held him up. There might've been agreement. No one really trying to knock each other out. Let's just go eight. Let's just get paid. Floyd looked a little off to me. I know he's 44. I've been a big Floyd fan for a long time. I know he's 44, but he just, this is the first fight I've ever watched him where he didn't look like he wanted it. In the Connor fight, he carried Connor in the first couple rounds, and then he, he wanted to finish it, and he did. When he fought in Japan three years ago against Tension, um, he wanted that. I know Tension was a very much, very small, smaller than Floyd, and Logan's huge, but um, it just didn't seem like he wanted it. It seemed like he was in there to win, right? To look good. And if you look at the stats, he won, right? But he didn't look good. I think, I don't think it hurts his legacy because it was an exhibition. It is what it is. He got outweighed by 50 something pounds, blah, blah, blah. And I don't think it hurts his legacy, but it doesn't help it because he just didn't look good. Um, and I really expected a little more, but with that being said, Logan Paul's the big winner. Logan Paul went Eight rounds of Floyd Mayweather, regardless of how you score it. Yes, everyone who scored it, even though it wasn't an official winner, scored it for Mayweather. No one scored it for Logan Paul besides fucking Jake Paul, right? But going eight rounds, not getting knocked out, uh, is a win. And it was a win, and he's getting paid a tons of money. So now he can leverage this into other fights as well, because he said he wants to keep doing these fighting. He still wants to do the, the prize fighting, right? It's, uh, you know, it, it, good for him, essentially. But, um, yeah, he looked okay. I mean, th there was that one gif going around on Twitter where he like swore Mayweather, I think at the end of the first or second. And it was just like crazy wild punches. And everyone's like, yeah, but that ain't it. That ain't it. He got a little too excited. That's that inexperience. And he was the sweatiest fucking person I've ever seen in my life. He sweated so much. I've never seen a wetter guy in my life. Like I know they pour water on him in the corner and all that shit, but... He was the wettest I've ever seen anybody. Like, uh, he was, he's still sweating, I bet. 
but it was a spectacle. It was, it was bullshit. I, I, I'm glad I'm getting a refund. Not because of, I mean, listen, you pay 50 bucks. You kind of got to know what you expect, right? I don't know what I expected. Really want to see Chad. I was curious, curiosity, but the, the Showtime pay-per-view thing, just the, the app just not working. Me having to constantly retry, retry, retry. It was on three different fucking platforms and all three platforms were fucking tanking. Figure it the fuck out. And I'm so glad I'm getting a refund. Well, I haven't got it yet, but I did. <clears throat> you go to Showtime, there's a refund thing or whatever. And, and, and hopefully I get it because I couldn't even watch it. I was back and forth, back and forth. I mean, it was like I spent all night just fucking reloading the thing, reloading the thing, trying on my phone, reloading the thing. Like, fuck you, man. Fuck you, man. Uh, and then obviously Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley got announced. That's in August or whatever. Tyron getting that bag. I think we talked about it a little bit. Good for him. And uh, yeah, I mean, people are making money. I know people are upset about it. I know uh, a lot of purists are, that's ah, a joke, you know, that's an But listen, they're making money, right? I'm not going to hate on someone for making money. You know what I mean? It, do I like it? I mean, I don't know if I mind it, but, uh, you know, I just, I think the Paul brothers are a little bit better than what people give them credit for. And DC said it today. DC said kind of what I said last week. You need to take this kid seriously. Tyron Woodley is, is, it could just be promotion, but Tyron Woodley's acting like he's not taking this kid seriously. This kid's a joke. He's this, he's that. I'm a five-time world champion, blah, blah, blah. Fine, fine, fine. Train like this is a fucking killer in there though, right? Because if you lose, if this kid knocks you out, your career's over. Like, you're going to go to bare knuckle. Like, I don't even think Bellator will sign you if you get knocked out by Jake Paul. Like, you're almost 40, and <clears throat> you're on this crazy losing streak. You haven't looked good. You got to take this kid seriously. You have to. And DC said the same thing in, in not so many words. Like, listen, everyone wants to see this kid get knocked out, but people think it's going to be this easy-ass fucking fight. They get in there. The kid's a little bit skilled. He, he punches. He's a big kid. You got to take him seriously, right? And I think this is a huge step up for Jake Paul over fucking Ben Ashkin and all those other YouTubers he fought and, and Nate Robinson. This is obviously a big step up. Tyron has power. I don't think he's the best boxing in the world, but he does have proven to have one punch knockout power. So it's a huge step up. And props for Hall or Paul for, for taking that. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's a money grab. People are doing it like... Jake Paul's not going to be a world champion. This is just the new celebrity. This is what the new thing is. And this is what these kids have kind of created. There's a fucking TikTok. TikTokers are fighting Friday night or Saturday night or whatever. Is it Friday or Saturday? I think it's Saturday. They're, right, they're, they're going against head-to-head -head against fucking the UFC. It's, um, I don't know. It's the one I fucking, I know his name. I'm not trying to pretend like I don't know his name. I'm not a big TikToker, but it's that, I saw the press conference. He like, Bryce Hall, that's what it is. This kid like, Tries to fight everybody. At the press conference, I don't know who the guy he's fighting, but they, they get into it and he runs up and shoves him and then he just collapses. It's like, what the fuck happened, dude? Like you had all the momentum and you try to push this guy. This guy must be a brick fucking wall because he went down like a sack of potatoes. I'll tell you that much. All right, let's get to the real shit UFC this week, boy. You know, I... I didn't have as bad as a night as I may, may have seen out to be. I, I definitely was tweeting some like doom and gloom stuff. Um, it got, you know, my money back. I'm not down on the night, right? No, I'm not down on the night. I got my money back. But, you know, I thought there was, or no, mate, I am down on the night. I'm down a quarter unit. So, yeah, okay. Anyway, I don't ever do the math. I need to. I need to be a little more fucking responsible and organized. Anyway. But I tweeted like it was the end of the world because I only gamble on fights, on UFC fights. Sometimes I'll I'll do I'll do other fights anyway. Um, and we didn't have one last week, so and I was on vacation all week, so I had nothing nothing to do but this. I did the podcast late, but like that threw me off a little bit. Um, not gonna make excuses, but I'm making excuses. Fucking deal with it. But you know, it's like, it's like when you, when you date a girl for a long time and you just, you have sex, right? You have sex with a girl, you know, hopefully for many years and then you break up, right? This is, you know, whatever you break up and then you go off and you see other people. And then all of a sudden your worlds collide again and you hook up again. You want to fucking be like, Hey, I got some new tricks. Okay. You don't want to lay a dot. You got some new tricks. That's what I'm thinking. The UFC was off for a week. I was expecting big things this weekend. 
And it's like with the girlfriend thing, she comes over, hasn't had sex with her in two years. You're like, oh, fuck, I'm going to show her some new things. You come in five seconds. Okay, I came in five seconds this weekend. I don't feel good about it. I was very confident. I, I don't like playing props, but they're so fucking juicy. And I've hit good on props. I just, I'm in this huge prop rut. I just not, I just, I don't think I've ever really been good at seeing how a fight, will, I, I think I can pick winners. I don't think I can see how a fight ends. Except taking like a crazy risk and then getting lucky. But I, I, I don't like banking on betting to be lucky. I like, I like betting the, you know, with some kind of fucking knowledge or, 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 you know, uh, what is it? Educated guessing essentially. Right. But, uh, yeah, I was all teed up for this weekend and, and, and we didn't get it. We'll get into it. So we'll recap the card before I recap my betting. I had 0.75 units on $75 on, let's just, just fucking cut the units. My units are a hundred dollars, $75 on Jones. And then, uh, Mason Jones, that is minus three or nine. And then the DK boost, it was a hundred, uh, plus boost or something like that. So I took him for 25 bucks. That was the limit at minus 152. He pushed, got the money back because of the eye poke. He looked great. We'll fucking, we'll get into that. Uh, one unit of Baeza dropped that one. Close fight with Ponce Amazing fight. We'll obviously get into that as well. Arroyo, Tom Breeze had a complete panic attack. Dropped that one. Tanner Bozier, half unit. My motor lock dropped that one. Very close fight. Get into that. Rodriguez by Kale. I thought he almost had him. He never really rocked Dusko, but he landed some big fucking shots, and all of a sudden Dusko decides to have a fucking chin, and deletes by sub is you know, he this guy is just God, I'm so fucking aggravated with this guy. So, you know, I didn't win one bet. You know, Mason Jones would have been the bet I won, obviously, but that didn't happen, and uh, so yeah, that one that one stinks. I lost some close ones. I lost some close one, boys. All right, main event: Zavalazino Russell Sack versus Augusto Sakai. So, the co-main main event I wasn't excited about heavyweights. You know, when you when you top load a card with heavyweights, I don't get don't get my dick up. But <clears throat> I had Sakai. First off, let me let me go over. So we went over my gambling. I went five and seven of my picks. Not great. You know, we're gonna go over my star system. I gave the fight card itself, which a lot of people were hating on it because I think they're they're looking ahead, which I am too. But Overall, I think I gave it 2.8 out of 5. I think that I think Ponsonibo Baeza really saved it. I didn't mind the Gregor's, uh, Gregor Rodriguez and Dusko fight. I thought that was entertaining. Montana De La Rosa looked good. But 2.8 out of 5, and that's fair. That's fair. I didn't think it was as bad. But back to the main event, Rosenstruck versus Sakai. If you're Jerry Rosino Rosenstruck and you're in his corner, this guy has a death touch. He doesn't even look like he's hitting hard. Why the fuck is he not leading more? I know that's not his style. He likes to blitz at the end of the round, which he did against Sakai. Caught him, put him out, but, and he likes to counter as well, and he likes to kind of wade in. You know, that's the kickboxing background. A lot of kickboxers, very patient. They pick their shots. They don't like to do a lot of volume. They just, they kind of pick their shots, but this guy has the death touch, and I think Sakai is a pretty solid, durable guy. He's proven that, and it even looked like it hurt him that bad. It was like a left, weird, leaping hook uppercut and then right hand put him down and he finished him shocked me i was surprised you know if you had that rosenstruck prop at ko around one i love it i mean that's a great hit i don't know what the line was didn't even look at it didn't even pop in my fucking little brain but <clears throat> why isn't this guy leading more like fuck this passive aggressive fuck this countering shit you're in his corner you go buddy <clears throat> go for it put hands on these guys and if they've proven in the first round they can take your shot, then we can go back to our game plan and counter. But that first round, you go after them. I'm not saying go balls to the wall. I'm not saying Clay Guida, fucking Diego Sanchez, where they're just swinging at each other. But I'm saying maybe fucking get a little more aggressive. Put out some output. I think a lot of people are expecting that. Maybe he's expecting for himself. He's a slow starter, whatever. Uh, is what it is. Rosenstruck got a three and Sakai got a one. I picked Sakai. I had Sakai in a parlay. Didn't matter because the other guy lost in the leg. But... Sakai didn't look like he did anything. He looked like he was a little intimidated there. It looked like he'd be in great shape, but he looked a little intimidated in there. And uh, Rosenstruck came out and dominated every second of the fight. I thought Sakai should have wrestled more. I thought it should have been a completely different game plan. You know he's dangerous in the first round. You know this kid's dangerous all around. Um, and, and that is what it is. My daughter is screaming in the background. My little seven-month-old, our, our daughter Winnie, who's going to be four on Monday, a week from today, she cried as a baby, right? I mean, she was like the best baby in the world. This new one, this new one, Hazel, the seven-month-old, 
screams no on everything. So if I'm talking a little louder, it's because I'm trying to mask the screaming going on outside. Uh, I think my wife's trying to give him a bath or something. I don't fucking know. You hear it? You hear it screaming? You hear, fucking, you hear it screaming? All right, next up, Marcin Tabora versus uh, Walt Harris got this fight, right? One of the five fights I got right. Did not have a good week picking. Tabor got a three. Walt got a one. Listen, Walt, bud, um, my daughter, who, again, back to my daughter, we play a game called The Floor is Lava. When you get taken to the ground, you need to think that floor is fucking lava. I don't know what it is. I don't know how you've had 23 MMA fights, been in the UFC for as long as you have, and just have no get up, no ground game, no anything. Tybora is good on top. Tybora is a big, strong boy. I get it. But Walt, you looked in great shape. You moved camps. The floor is lava, man. Get the fuck up. Don't even do jiu-jitsu. Don't do any of that. Get the fuck up. Just stand up. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's tough. I want to root for Walt. He's been through a lot. He's an underdog. He almost had Tybora out in that first round. I know Timbo had Walt by first round KO. That's a good bet. Because I think if it did, if it got out of the first round, most money would be on Tybora. Tybora ended up stopping him in the first round. So that's that's kind of cool too. I had Tybora. I didn't bet him. It was a it was a more confident pick for me. I don't know why I avoided betting him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, Tybor's the biggest knock on him was his chin. He's chinny. You know, you can't really be – every heavyweight at times can be chinny, right? But Tybora has been proven to be chinny more so than not. Can't really be chinny at heavyweight. And he took he took some shots, got hurt, had some resolved, had some comeback to him, had some get-up to him, and came back. He got a three. It was a great performance by Tybora. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. All right, next up, Roman Delice versus Lawrence Dipoli. This fight stunk. Roma Delice gets a one. Stapoli gets a zero. Listen, Stapoli got a zero on the night. I think I might give him negative points. He released a statement like complaining about how Roman fought. Roman fought the way he's going to win a fight. He's going to grapple. He's going to wrestle. He's going to fucking lay on you, right? He is essentially Khabib without the skills because that's what Khabib does. Khabib would grapple dudes up and... And early in his career, Khabib didn't have a ton of finishes. Later in his career, his skills involved, his confidence involved, he started getting finishes. But before that, he didn't get a ton of finishes. He would just lay on guys and drag them to that deep water. Now, Khabib is way more skilled than Leeds, but Leeds has that same mindset. He just can't do it, right? But he does it his way, and it's boring as fuck, and it's frustrating. But Sarpoli, buddy, you got to know what you're coming into. Like, I hate when fighters come in fighting a grappler and they get mad, they get it taken down. What the fuck did you expect? You know what I mean? I know all fighters have this air of confidence. They have to have it. But guys, you're fighting a fucking wrestler, grappler, ADC, whatever the fuck champion in Roman Delice. You've seen him fight. He's a grapple-heavy guy. And you released a statement about how he's a coward, he's this and that, blah, blah, blah. You get a zero. He had a zero and no matter what. He did fucking nothing. Very unspirited fight. Roman Delice, he gets a one. Would have got a zero, but he won the fight. Looked a little better, 85. Didn't gas. Grappling having approach. If this fucking guy, I know he's young. He's nine and one. I actually know how old he is, but he's young in MMA record-wise. Nine and one. If this fucking guy can develop, he has a knockout. He has some wild power. But if he can develop a really good submission game, which he act like he has or he has in the past, but if this guy gets lights out on the ground, I mean, look the fuck out because then he's going to be a problem. But he's not right now. I took him on a prop at 650 to get a submission. I thought maybe, maybe he can get a neck or a leg. He didn't do anything. I think he even went for one leg lock, no submissions. He was just happy grinding this dude and just frustrating him. And it was uh, it was a very uneventful fight, very forgettable. A fight that wasn't forgettable. Santiago Ponzinibbio versus Miguel Baeza. Fight of the night. I kind of knew it. This was my personal main event. And uh, I know I shit on Ponzi. But I mean, guys. I mean, without without question, he's a five star man. I have uh, have on these airways have said numerous times my disdain for Ponsonibio. I don't dislike him as a person. I dislike the hype around him. However, and he's always injured and yada yada yada. He fought a young lion who kicked the fuck out of his leg. And Ponsonibio, his leg was fucked from round one. He did not switch stances. He switched game plans. He took the kicks and he finished with punches. 
And that's what you have to do. You have to just mentally go, you know what? If I'm not checking these, I can't see them, whatever. I'm going to have to take them, step into them, and fucking unload on my hands. And that's what he did. He lost round one, one, two, and three. Three was very, very close. I think what sealed it for Ponsonibe was the final exchange. He knocked Baeza's mouthpiece out. It was a very close fight. I did see some people picking Baeza. I had a full unit on Baeza. I was very confident in this pick. Obviously, I it was it was it was Pontanibo, but I love the fight. Baeza got a four star for me. This was a great performance. No losers in this fight. Pontanibo has been at the top of the heat for a while. He's coming off a knockout loss to the Leech. Baeza ten and zero. This is his eleventh pro fight. Came in with a great game plan in round one. Leg kicks, hands high. He was doing everything perfect. Right. I want to see Baeza develop his hands a little more. He did. He did wobble Pontanibo a little bit. I think in that first or second round, he hit him in the in the temple, and Pontanibo shook a little bit, but. There's power there in his hands. He knocked out Matt Brown with his hands. But I want to see him get a little more confident with his hands because his kicks are dynamite, his movement's good, and he's tough, right? He's He, he's, he showed up. He's pretty durable because Ponsonibo landed some big shots. And uh, he looked really good. I love that he stuck to the game plan. The problem was is they went in thinking, I'm going to chop his fucking leg up, right? I'm going to chop his leg up for the first round. Second round, he's going to be switching stances. He's going to be hobbled. When that didn't happen, Baeza was like, all right, fuck it. Let's swing it out. Let's bang it out in the third round. Let's fucking go toe-to-toe. That's that's kind of where you lost, right? That's a young fighter mentality. You still stick to the game plan, right? And then if not, you go to BC. You know, you go down the fucking alphabet. You figure it out. Brawling with Posnibo, that was his only chance to win because he really couldn't move as well. Step into the pocket and swing with him probably wasn't the best choice. He should have moved and he should have pot shot at Ponsonibo from the outside. But Ponsonibo did a fucking great job cutting the ring off, cutting the cage off, eating the kicks. He returned some kicks and, and just lightened him up with his hands. His head movement looked pretty good as well. But he really didn't land too many shots to the head. There was a couple in there. I mean, obviously it's a fight, but amazing fight. I love the fight. I mean, again, this is very rare where the loser gets four stars and the winner gets five. And it was, it was an excellent fight. I loved it. I love the gamesmanship. I love the the switching of the game plans. I love the game plans from Baeza. I love the heart and determination of Pontinibio. That motherfucker has been through a lot with all the crazy infections. He had an eye infection. He had like a blood clot or, or staph infection or some shit in his chest. Some nasty shit that he had to go through. And um, yeah, he's back. And, and, and this is a big win. He needed this after getting knocked down and being gone for so long. Like he lost his fight. And you can tell how emotional he was after the fight. He needed this one, and he got it, and it was an awesome fight. I loved it. Gregor Rodriguez versus Dusko Tororovic. This was my uh, underdog lock, right? Oh, no, excuse me. This was not. This is my setting home. My underdog lock was Antonio Royal, who got canceled. This was a very confident pick for me. Both guys got a three, actually. I almost gave Rodriguez a four, but um, it was close, right? I, Dusko Tororovic is a guy a lot of people like. Gregor Rodriguez. Has been labeled chinny because he got knocked out by Jordan Williams in the Contender Series. He went outside the UFC and has, has looked really good. His name's RoboCop, which is a great fucking nickname. Shred it to shit. And uh, Dusko and him are both strikers. And Dusko tried to take him down a few times. Greg Gregory looked so strong. Good cardio with all that muscle. And was hitting big shots on Dusko. And Dusko took him well. And uh, Dusko landed some back. It was a back and forth fight. Obviously, I thought Gregory won. He was a plus one forty at close. I think. I, and and I I did I have him. I had him by KO, which was plus two twenty. I got a little greedy. I was gonna bet him straight up, but I was so confident that he was gonna knock out Dusko that I I, I went for the two twenty five. I got a little greedy because I had already put a little bit on. I wasn't gonna go fool you on it by on Baeza, but I did. And then the Bozier bet, and I'm like, you know what? Doesn't matter. What matters is I lost. And I should have I should have put more down. This is an underdog. I was I was excited to see. Knocked out my guy Josh Frem, who I think should be in the UFC. And if you knock out a guy I think should be in the UFC, then then you're pretty fucking good. What do you say, right? Take the contender series out of it. He fucking teed off on Jordan Williams in the contender series and just gas. And and he looked like he corrected that and he fought a really good guy in uh, Dusko, a high level guy who had no losses coming to the UFC and now he's got you know two and. Gregory's here to stay, man. It was a good fight, good win for him. Speaks really good English as well. And uh, yeah, this guy could be could be something at 185, something to look for. He's an action fighter. He's really good on the ground. His wrestling's good. His double legs that he hit Dusko with were great. He's strong. If his cardio holds up, his striking's pretty good. Uh, interesting ad here at 185. All right, Montana De La Rosa versus Adrian Lipsky. Montana De La Rosa got a four-star, baby. Almost got a five. The only reason she didn't get a five is because Lipsky kind of stinks. 
right? Lipsky's just, she's a face. She's not, she's not a fighter. She is a fighter, but she's not a good fighter. Montana took her down, beat her up just like everyone does. Great performance by Montana De La Rosa. I think Montana's a good fighter. I think she's a fighter that gets matched up really hard at 125 sometimes. And there's sometimes where she doesn't show up, but I think her grappling and her wrestling and, and her ground and pound is really going to take her over. So she got to four and what did Lipsky get? Lipsky had a one. I mean, I mean, listen, the MO how to beat yeah is out there. And if you can't correct it, what are you doing here? Okay. Time to hit the bricks. Okay. Correct it. All right. Go start an OnlyFans. Tired of you. All right. Aaliyah, the TV versus Tana Bozier. This one hurt. This one hurt. So listen, close fight. I don't know robberies on this card, right? The only robbery was Mason Jones, who we'll get to. Um, but yeah, close fight. And I had, I, I said going to the third, I, I was texting my buddies, Tim and uh, Krishnam. And I said, Bozier thinks he's up three or he's up two, excuse me. Right. <clears throat> he had Latifi hurt with that, that punch thumb, whatever. And then he almost TKO'd him and, and Latifi battled back. But Tanner thought he was up two, So he gave up that third round, basically just getting laid on the whole time. Didn't really want to work to his feet. Didn't want to wall walk. Didn't want to do anything. Latifi, uh, Latifi is heavy on top. Tanner was there, tired. They're big boys are in the third round. Tanner's been moving a lot. He thought laying there, I'm up two, I'm good. I don't like that mentality. You should have been fighting to get up because you don't fucking know, especially with these judges. And those fights, those rounds were close. I had it 1-1 going into the third, and obviously Latifi won. I had no problem with Latifi winning this fight. I knew he was going to win this fight. The only holdout I had was I thought maybe Tanner could squeak out a weird decision just because I had money on him. But without question, Lillier Latifi won. Tanner Bozier looked so good in this fight. Stayed away from a lot of Latifi's dangerous stuff. Was hitting on the outside. Was moving well like he does. Didn't throw many kicks. I wish he would have thrown a little bit more kicks. Didn't throw many kicks. But you gave up that third round, dude. You can't win a fight when you just give it up. So for that, I was upset. Uh, obviously, money's on the line. Bozier got a one, Latifi got a two. It's probably a better fight than that, but my scoring system doesn't change for nobody, guys, okay? I'm a passionate dude. I was watching. I said, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. That's what I thought. You know, Latifi did what he's supposed to do. Got to win heavyweight. Looked good. Didn't gas out, right? Looked pretty solid. He's a shorter guy, but he's fucking thick. And Bozier looked good into that third round. And, you know, and it, you got to have some urgency. You're coming off a loss, Right, and you gotta have some fucking urgency. You get put on your back in that third round in a close fight, regardless if you think you're up too. In your head, you gotta go. It's one one. I gotta get the fuck up. Or how about I gotta get up and try to finish this guy? You almost finished him earlier. Let me get up and try to finish him. Right. But he was just happy to play the guard and just happy to get. You know, Latifi did nothing really. You know, he didn't really land any punches and didn't really get anything off. But the fact that he's just laying there on top of Tanner and Tanner just didn't get up. He doesn't have the guard game. Um, he got taken down earlier in the fight and got up and, and I thought maybe he would attempt to do it and just never did. And that's what cost him the fight. And I knew it going into it and, uh, it pissed me off. So fuck you, Tanner Bozier. You might be on my shit list, bud. <laughs> You're close. Uh, Muslim Saka versus, Fra- uh, ooh, here we go. Muslim Salikov versus Francisco Trinaldo. This is a fight. A lot of people, it, it, it kind of scared me. A lot of people were on Francisco here. I mean, he's a tough, durable dude. He's 107, still fighting, still looking good. At 170, I thought he looked good, right? And then he's fighting Muslim, who I think is is really good as well. He's a good striker, and he's a decent grappler. And, and as long as his cardio held up, I, I thought he would win, and that's exactly what he did. I thought he won all rounds. And, uh, you know, he landed a big takedown at the end of the fight, and his striking looked good, you know, hurt Francisco, dropped him in the first round, wobbled him in the second round. Um, the one thing about Muslim, this is, you know, Muslim got a three, Francisco got a two. Let me get the star system in a way. Muslim could essentially get a five because we're start. we'll get to the Patrick stuff in a minute, but we're starting to see this thing in MMA where in a close fight and maybe even a fighter's losing, if they get a foul, they want a way out. Muslim got poked with blood coming out of him. He got scratched bad underneath the eye and they got poked bad. Still continued to fight. On a fight that he was winning. He could have been like, you know what? Fuck it. He poked me. That's on him. Let's go to the cards, right? And they would have given him the fight. He was up two rounds at that point. Happened in the third round. 
But he's like, no, let's finish this fucking fight. I can maybe get up. That's a fucking warrior right there. That's a dude who who wants it. And you got to commend that. And I can't believe we're even saying this in 2021 with professional MMA fighters who are some of the toughest people in the world. We're commending a guy who got fouled, which happens every event. A guy gets fouled, nut check, nut shot, eye poke, whatever. And they look for a way out. And Muslim didn't. He was exhausted. His third round, this he dropped this dude twice and this dude wasn't going anywhere. It's fucking, he's like, why am I fighting the dad from Friday? And why the fuck isn't he going away? Right? It's past his bedtime. He goes to bed at 4.30. What is going on? He could have fucking got his way out of there, but he didn't. So Muslim for that should get a five. But his performance base is a three. It was a good fight. It was a good fight. I I, I was a little scared. I, I had Muslim in a, in a parlay that uh, that Bozier broke up for me. Thank you, Bozier, you piece of shit. Um... But a lot of people I respect was on Francisco, and, and it made me a little nervous. And listen, he looked good at 170. I wanted him to stay at 170. He's, again, 100-something years old. He doesn't need to be cutting all that weight. He looked good at 170. Kamala Kirk versus Makwin Americani. This fight really fell flat to me. Uh, where are you at on the list here, boys? Both got a two. Uh, Kamala Kirk won this fight. I know a lot of people were split on this fight. A lot of people had Kirk. A lot of people had Makwin. Um, you know, it's a tale of two worlds here. I mean, Makwin controlled him a lot of the fight and Camella, you know, looked good on the feet, didn't gas and then got his own takedown. So it was a very, very close fight. If I'm being honest with you, I didn't pay super close enough attention. My wife went to the store and my, my daughter was absolutely going ape shit during this fight. So I didn't get, I didn't like score it or anything. I was watching, but I wasn't like scoring the fight. I, I really, uh, couldn't make an argument if it was a, a fucking robbery or not. I didn't have Maquan at all. I didn't have Kirk. Kirk was a nice side underdog there. I, 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 uh, plus, or excuse me, where was he at? There he is. At plus 215, two to one underdog, at least is what I had him written down as. That's a nice hit, you know, and that's a guy that seems like he wants to be in the UFC. It's like his dream since he's 14. So, uh, so good for him. We're going to skip the Patrick fight and the Jones fight. Well, I got a lot to say about that. Let's round out the card. Marion Ferrot versus Tabitha Rishi. Tabitha Rishi, what's up, dude? What you doing, man? That was Rishi looking very good. Did not look good in this fight. Marion Ferrot is a legit girl. I know Rishi was tiny for 125. She's a 115 fighter. But listen, Ferrot at 125, she's going to skyrocket the charts. I like her. She's aggressive. She's a killer in there. Sign me up. Sean Wilson versus UC Salah. Salah might have the worst fight IQ um, in the UFC. He just kept going for takedowns after takedowns. I think if he would have mixed things up a little more, he would have better success. John Winston looked a lot better with his takedown offense, a lot better in this fight. Still very hittable for how long he is for this division, which still baffles me a little bit. Um, his striking looked okay. And, uh, you know, the, I'm, I'm lukewarm in these guys. Farouk, excuse me, Farouk got a, uh, a four, another four-star. Rigi got a two. Probably she got a one, but have you seen her? She gets a two. And then uh, Woodson got a two and Zalaga got a one. I hate the way he fought. I hate his game plan. Uh, this is a young kid that can really straighten it up, but, you know, I think maybe taking a step outside the UFC and then coming back is, is, is maybe the best option. Uh, fighting, uh, first fight of the night, Claudia Pulos versus Jordan Levitt. Jordan Levitt got a zero and Pulos got a one. I hated this fight. This looked like two guys training together, rolling. And after the fight, hey, good roll, man. Like they did not look like they were fighting. It was, it was bad. It was slow paced. It was no passion, no energy. Um, and Levitt got embarrassed. I mean, Levitt's supposed to be this ground guy and Pulos looked big, strong in there. And, Dominate him. Levitt had no answer. He had a couple good single leg attempts. That's it. All right. So Patrick versus Jones. This is the fight I want to talk about. That was a card, by the way. Last fight. Um, God damn. This fight. Listen. So if you listen to me by now, you know I'm a biased motherfucker. I hold a little bit of grudges for no reason or an irrational reason. And Patrick just made the list. You're on the list, pal. So I had Jones in a parlay that I didn't tweet out. It was Jones, Bozier, Muslim. Jones pushed, obviously, Bozier lost. So it doesn't matter. But had him straight up as well. Um, and then had the boost. And, and he was dominating the fight. He looked phenomenal in this fight. And... uh they got taken away from him. Now, listen, before I go in on Patrick, all the B side out there, I know Mason Jones fouled him. It's illegal what he did. I understand that. I completely get that, right? No one's dis disagreeing with the fact that it shouldn't have been a no contest. I'm certainly not. 
Maybe I'm not. I might contradict myself in a minute, but I'm just a little worked up because I had some money on the line. Now, Mason Jones was the far superior fighter. That first round was a fun first round. Mason dominated the wrestling, the grappling, the striking. He took a shot. Patrick got wobbled a little bit, but Patrick showed he had a chin. Second round, Patrick's tired. Mason's piecing him up, right? Took him down again, busted him up. Eye poke happens. I can't continue, okay? Very, very fucking quick. I can't continue. They brought the interpreter in. Yeah, I can't. I'm done, right? Like, not even, give me a second. Let me rub it out, blah, blah, blah. He was done. Now, the reason he was done, and for all the sensitive people, for all the people who are going to get upset that I'm saying this, listen up. He got poked in the eye, yes. He quit because he was getting his fucking head kicked in, and he realized, I have a way out. If you're going to sit there and look at me in my fat face and tell me that Alan Patrick could not continue because the eye poke, you're out of your fucking mind. You're out of your goddamn mind. It's just like John Jones and Matt Hamill that everyone, Matt Hamill blew his shoulder out on one of my, uh, John Jones's takedowns. Then he got a way out with an illegal elbow. He wasn't hurt from the elbow. He was hurt from the fucking takedown, blew his shoulder out. That shouldn't have been a loss for John Jones either. That rules bullshit anyway with the downward elbow, but there needs to be something. And I don't have the fucking answers. I think after round one, they should score it. Whoever won round one. That's what it is. And boxing is after four rounds. We don't have 10 rounds in MMA. We don't have fucking 12 rounds, right? In MMA, it's three five-minute rounds. If you go five minutes, a full round, and that and whoever wins, you score it. In that second round, there's an eye poke, and that person can't continue. Then you go to the first round, whoever won. I don't know. I don't have the fucking answers. But no one in this fucking world can tell me that Patrick couldn't continue because of the eye poke. He couldn't continue because he got the shit kicked out of him. That's why he couldn't continue. Bottom line. And there's no one's going to change my mind about that. Did Mason Jones poke him in the eye? Yes. Was it illegal? Yes. It was accidental. Sure. It wasn't like he did it on purpose. It wasn't malicious. These gloves, obviously, are the problem as well. We need new gloves. Obviously, that's a whole different topic. That's never going to happen, um, unfortunately, because of some weird contract the UFC has. But regardless of all that, if you're out of your fucking mind, Thinking that he could have, like, Anthony Smith is a perfect example. He took an illegal knee from John Jones. Could have won the fucking title. Could have won the belt. Take it. Like Aljo. He could have been like Aljo. Nah, I'm good. I can continue. Because he could continue. If you can't go, you can't go. Right? Roman, uh, Roman, um, fuck, what's his name? Roman Romanoff. I want to say Roman. The fucking big donkey punching heavyweight. That dude got kicked in his nuts and asked, like, well, what happened if I can't continue? And they're like, oh, well, you'll be a no contest or you'll win. Okay, continue. Like, you wanted a way out. Diego Sanchez, Michael Pierre, Michelle Pierre, the same way. Patrick made that decision right when he got eye poked and he went down. He went, I'm done. There's no way. Thank you for giving me a way out, right? Thank you for giving me a way out. And if you think otherwise, I respect most people's opinion, but you can go fuck yourself. Okay, that's what I'll say. All right, that was it. Fight night. Uh, let's preview UFC 263. UFC 263. There's a PFL on Thursday, which is Calorsa Shields' debut, which I'm very excited about. Anthony Pass is fighting as well. Bubba Jenkins, I think Clay Cotter's on that card as well. I don't have it in front of me, but great, great card. And then on uh, Friday, you have Bellator. You have Douglas Lee in the main event. I don't know who was on that card. Amazing card. But UFC 263 to me is, I mean, you got 14 fights. You got fucking two title fights. You got Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards in a five-round fight, which they never do. That's the third fight, right? So it's the third fight in the main card, and they're making it five rounds. I fucking love that because it has a main event feel. You have three main events on this fight, on, on this card. Damian Myers, Blah, Muhammad, that could be a main event on a fight night. So I'm not going to count that as a main event. Well, you got three fucking main events on this card. It is it is absolutely sick. Izzy, my boy, guy Izzy. You know, so we're going to talk about this a lot more during the Pickums. We've got the Pickums coming up with Timbo and Christian this week. Live on MMA Takes Podcast on YouTube and Twitter. Go subscribe. Go follow. What's up? Uh, I, I'm not. I, I went very, very heavy on Izzy Vershawn. I was so confident in that fight stylistically wise for Izzy. Obviously, it didn't work out. Got exposed a little bit, right? Hurt my hurt my wallet and hurt my feelings. 
Marvin Vittori is the same version as Jan Blahovic, just a little smaller. Good striking, and once again on top of you. His win streak has been mostly because he's taking dudes down. And that worries me. Obviously, Izzy is a smart fighter. He's with a good camp. They're correcting the mistakes. They know what happened in the Jan fight, but that fucking scares me. We'll break more of it down into the on the pickums. Newsflash, spoiler alert. I'm gonna pick Izzy. I'm gonna bet Izzy. I just don't know how heavy I'm gonna do it. I it it, it makes me nervous. It truly, truly does. Devinson Figueroa versus Brandon Moreno. I mean, how could this fight be bad? I, I really want to see Devinson. I mean, he, he fought 21 days w- within these two fights. And uh, I heard he had a bad weight cut, bad stomach bug, whatever. I want to see Devinson full strength. He looked good. I mean, he fought five rounds with Moreno. It was an unbelievable fight. Moreno looks to be in phenomenal shape. Training in Vegas now um, instead of down in Mexico because of the P.I. and stuff. Looks to be already thin. Looks to be in shape from the countdown show, from everything I've seen. This is going to be a fucking scrap. This is going to be a fun-ass fight. It's going to be a lot like the first one. Devinson's coming out saying that he wants to um, be a little more measured and not be so hittable. But once you get in there, Devinson's a fucking bull, dude. He's going to go. He's going to go for it. Leon Evers, Nate Diaz, unbelievable fight. I love this matchmaking. It's a match. It's a match. It's a fight. It's a fight you didn't think you'd ever see. Leon was like, hate it because he was out for two years. <clears throat> really high ranked. No one really wants to fight him or he can't really get a big fight. And then Nate never wants to fight anybody because Nate's a huge name yet. Nate takes the fight and they make it five rounds and Nate's at 170. It's very, very interesting. Um, I have a really heavy lean on that fight. I know the lines are pretty crazy right now. I know Nate's, I think plus three something underdog. I have a crazy big, big time lean on that fight. Um, and I'll, 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 you got to wait till the fucking podcast later this week, but I'm, I'm, that's one of my more confident picks. Uh, Damian Maya versus Blaw Muhammad, you know, don't love the matchmaking Blaw coming off the Leon Edwards thing. Damian Maya, you know, Blaw's kind of a, a star. They put him on the desk. He's got a successful podcast. He's funny on the Twitter. He's funny on Twitter. And he, Damian Maya is a really ugly matchup for anyone, right? He could catch Blaw. No problem. Blaw don't think he's ever been submitted. He's good on the ground, but anything can happen. However, this is also like Damian Miles, also the guy that's like the step up guy, right? You know, they gave him the they gave him the Colby, they gave him the Masada, they gave him to Usman, and if you get past Maya, then you're in the upper echelon. So I think this is one of those you beat Maya, I'm right there type deal. Even though Maya is like 75 years old, still a tough matchup. Paul Craig with Jamal Hill, I like that fight. I'm high on Jamal Hill. He's only eight zero. Very confident dude, Paul Craig. You never know what you're gonna get. Either he's gonna strike with you. Or he's going to take you down. He's got some chin issues. Jamal Hill's got a piston left hand. Really curious about that fight. Drew Dober versus Brad Riddell. I absolutely love that fight. I have no idea why I'm going on that. Brad Riddell's been my darling. Every time I bet him, I win. I really don't know what I'm going to do on that fight. Eric Anders versus Darren Stewart. My boy Timbo said it best. I feel like these guys have fought like 20 times. And they haven't. Very similar styles. You know, they're grinders. They want to get in there. They want to make it ugly. Eric Anders looked good his last time out. Dan Stewart fell a little flat, but he's, I think he's an elite guy. Very interesting fight. Lauren Murphy's drawing Calderwood. High-level fight. I thought Lauren Murphy should be fighting for the title. I saw her at plus money the other day. I almost drove the Indiana to bet it. I like Lauren Murphy in this fight. Spoiler alert, Joanne Calderwood, though. Some of my other colleagues already putting out their bets a little early, and they're getting Joe. They like Joe at minus 125. I don't know what they see, but I, I think Lauren Murphy's a fucking stud. Hakeem Dawadu versus Mosov Ivalov. Fucking battle of the up the rising stars at 145. Hakeem has proven to have some really good takedown offense, really explosive hips. Mosov has proven just to fucking be able to take anybody down. That's good striking. Curious how that fight's going to happen. Alexis Davis and Panic Azad. Meh. You can do without it. Matt Revola versus Frank Camacho. Meh. You can do without it. Steven Peterson versus Chase Hooper. <laughs> I can do without it. I don't love Chase Hooper. I'm not in love with him like everyone else is. Everyone else loves this fucking dork. Yeah, fuck you. Go get go have sex first. And then maybe I'll like you. Uh Steven Peterson's got just a weird tattoo and just is an exciting fighter, I guess, but he falls short a lot. Fair ZM versus Luigi Valamrente. Don't know much about it. either of these guys. Fair ZM, I believe. Uh, well, I know he lost to Don Madge's debut, and then he won. Yeah, he beat Jamie Malarkey in a really weird fight. A lot of people thought uh, Malarkey won in Luigi. 
that's just such a cool fucking name. You know, he's one and two. Uh, he's one and one, excuse me, in the UFC. He's been knocked out, and he has a knockout. Carlos Felipe, that fucking big mouth from Brazil versus Jake Collier, who is just... I still can't believe Jake Collier won his last fight. I mean, he beat he beat up John Vellante bad, and and, and, and I, I don't know. Carlos Felipe is a guy I just I root against at all times. So UFC 263 looking pretty good. I'm excited for Izzy Vittori. They had a lot of lot to say. Come um during the interview with Bisming, I, I watched the full interview. They they do not like each other. Vittori is very confident in this fight, and I think he has every reason to be. And this is, we'll see what Izzy's made of, man. This is a really hard stylistic matchup for him now. And there is a pattern now. There's a blueprint to beat Izzy. And he's got to correct that. And we got to see if he's going to come out and correct that. I'm, I'm really curious to how this is going to go. I'm very invested in my boy Adesanya. Um, and, and we'll see, man. I don't know. I'm nervous already. It's fucking Monday. All right, that's it. That's the show. Pick them later this week with Timbo and Christian. Going to try doing a Wednesday, maybe Thursday. Guys are busy. Guys got stuff going on, so we'll see what happens. Uh, MMA Takes Podcast on Twitter, on YouTube. I am prepping for the trivia. Again, I'm going to try to have some uh, Tim O. Christian are obviously going to come back on. They're more than welcome to come back on whenever they want. I am going to try to have some other people on, um, some fucking heavy hitters, guys who, you know, they they know their shit. So I'm already, I've already got a couple categories that I'm, I'm, that I'm, curating right now and I've, I've made it pretty hard already so that should be fun i had a lot of fun doing that i'm just trying to iron out production stuff i didn't really like how i did it last time so i'm trying to figure that stuff out but anyway you don't need to know that all you need to know is like and subscribe wait what no rate and review ah oh, fuck i fucked it up Woo! hey pal do me a favor get her down off there what do you say Woo! i say let her dance Woo! Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dollar.